This is things you might not have heard. And I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and this is where I'll present to you, and I'm ready to do it. Yesterday's latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture. This is your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories that some you may have missed, some may have been right there in front of you, and a little extra added context to all. This one popped up late in the evening and turned into a very big thing. If you're watching the video, we're going to talk about Diddy and the fact that he's now being sued for a long-standing charge based on the fact that there is still this statute on the books where people can go back in time suing people for um, sexual assault. We'll talk about Cassie and all that coming up very soon into the process, but seven other stories to get to as well. Now, you helped us pick out this story, and we'll tell you how that works out, the vetting process after the headlines, and a little fun stuff at the end. So stay tuned, because the fun stuff is always worth it. We want to remind you that our website home is this is a conversation project.com. We'll remind you a few times inside of this program, but find out more details about what we do every single day there so it makes the chatter a little less and more of the meat and potatoes getting into things. So let's do some meat and potatoes. Today happens to be Friday, November 17, 2023. Let's get into the news stories, the headlines for today, which were headlines from yesterday, of course. Starting off with this headline right here, and that is NFL reporter Clarissa Thompson admits she used to make up fake sideline reports. This was by far leaps and bounds because this is something we posted early in the afternoon and had all day, all evening to catch fire and was a big topic on the Twitter, the X's and Facebooks until the, the Diddy things and, of course, George Santos. Uh, Clarissa Thompson, one NFL sideline reporter who's famous for being famous, uh, essentially uh, did some admissions that Sometimes the things she says on the sidelines inside of the things uh, aren't exactly what is true or exactly not exactly the fact as per what they're getting from the sideline reporting from the coaches. Now, she says she's done it in the past uh, earlier on in career a lot more than than others, mostly to get things done and to not throw coaches under the bus while live on TV. So it wasn't necessarily uh, she was just making stuff up, to make things up. She was trying to say things to make the coach not look as bad as they did, especially in bad games. But sometimes when you're in rush to get something out there and to keep things going, you pull a stat that isn't quite a stat or you make up a thing to make up a thing to keep things going, keep the show moving, more or less improv in the show. This is more behind the scenes what goes on in a live broadcast and things like this, as opposed to just the falsehood of just NFL football or sports or Clarissa Thompson herself. But this is one of the things that she had to admit that she has done in the past, more in the past than now, but something she's admitted to. This news uh, broke essentially as I was riding home from, from work yesterday listening to CNN when they got the first initial parts of this one. And it turned into a much larger thing as things were unfolding over the evening. The headline that we pulled is from CNN when I finally got a chance to post it. Sean Diddy Combs accused of rape and abuse in lawsuit filed by former girlfriend Jesse Ventura. Sorry, very Freudian slip. Cassie Ventura. I had to kind of get a throat clear there. Cassie Ventura. And so if you're thinking, who's Cassie Ventura? Cassie Ventura, when she was 19, many, many years ago, was a young artist who ended up working for Diddy and doing things as well that she was he was producing. And now she's speaking up because she said during that time when she was 19 and very young, a relationship, the relationship that broke out turned violent and turned to the causes of, I'm going to hope not getting any sort of tricks in this one, uh, rape and abuse going forward. And Diddy's actually fighting this account. What he's saying is that Ventura's actually been threatening to write a tell-all book for a while, asking for a big chunk of money. 
and he refused. So now the lawsuit is coming out to essentially get the big chunk of money. We'll see which side is telling the truth or more of the truth, we will. This is due to the New York Adult Survivors Act, which is a little interesting because both uh, Combs and Ventura are residents of California. However, um, also in the lawsuit are uh, Diddy's record label and the parent label of the record label, which are New York City. They live there because, um, you know, companies are people. So that's how this is going on. This went into effect and uh, essentially uh, it's been expired. Uh, it's set to expire in 2024, went into effect in 2022 and allows people to go back about 20, 30 years in time, literally to bring up old cases. This is one of the things that a lot of the B2 people and a lot of the Bill Cosby site people are getting jumping on the bandwagon on because these are cases that were well past any statute of libertation. But the course is, a court is opened up for this two-year window, and because the window is shutting down, we'll see a lot of these things happening in the next couple of days. Russian artists who protested Ukraine war get seven years in prison for the latest crackdown on free speech. We pulled this from AP News, and this is from Shaska Skoskovsko. Uh, she was arrested in her native St. Petersburg on, in April of 2022 for replacing price tags with one that decried Russians' invasion of Ukraine. That's a violation of free speech, probably a violation of business as well. But her arrest came out a month after authorities adopted the law effectively criminalizing any public expression about the war. And this is specifically about the war, although free speech is not exactly something that's rampant in Russia in general. She did not intend to disparage the military, but just wanted to stop the fighting. She has her lawyer. She just wanted to put out messages about the war and say that war, war is bad, so we should not be fighting. Not the military is bad, not Russia is bad, but this war, not so good. She struggled health problems in custody, so she's dealing with congenital heart defect, bipolar disorder, and celiac disease. Uh, having a gluten-free diet, which you would guess is not exactly easy to do in a penal colony. Um, she does get some, but not much medical help. We'll see this one play out going forward in the uh, next couple of days, probably because this is going to be a big, big deal. We say that a lot about these things, big, big deals. This one, a big, big deal, bigger deal than people would think it would be. But it's uh, Roger Waters has said a couple things and keeps having those words get them in essentially trouble or keep them in the news, at least. Roger Waters denied hotel stay in Argentina and Uruguay. After anti-Semitic allegations, says a report, this is also from AP News, he was due to stay in Buenos Aires ahead of some shows scheduled for November the 21st, 22nd, basically next week. But the reservations fell through and the hotels in Montevideo uh, refused to host him, but did not provide a reason. Um, the reason essentially is because he's been accused of anti-Semitism over the years. He says he hasn't done that. Uh, they do it because I believe in human rights. A lot of the things we're hearing right now about people who are saying anti-Semitic things because they say the one side is too bad, so they're overdoing it other ways. Roger Waters has said some things and he won't bring take them back, so he gets the right to say what he wants to say and think what he wants to think. And of course, as I say often, people will perceive you as they do, not necessarily as you are or want them to perceive you. So Roger Waters, still in the news on anti-Semitism, this time can't get a break, literally can't get a place to stay because of things he said in the past. AB InBev executive to resign after anti-American beer giant continues to spiral down a never-ending black hole. That's a bit harsh, but that's from the Daily Caller. That's their headline. And the actual news is that uh, Benoit Garbet, who is the brand's chief marketing officer in America, quote, will re be resigning at the end of the year in order to embark on a new chapter in his career. 
spend more time with his family. But we know Anheuser-Busch and the Bud, Bud Light stuff is not rebounding as well as it, it as they wish it would be. And the whole Bud Light, well, I'll call it fiasco from a marketing standpoint, but essentially one little marketing campaign turned into the Go Woke, Go Broke campaign against Bud Light. It is what happened. And some head has to fall eventually. It looks like this guy, uh, Garbay, is going to be the head that falls officially in this one. Will this fix it? No, but it's got to happen. Someone has to basically fall on the sword, and it's going to be this guy. An inverted Jenny stamp, a rare item sold for $2 million to a New York man. We pulled this from USA Today yesterday, and 76-year-old man named Charles Hack purchased a rare postage stamps for a record-breaking $2 million at auction. It is considered the holy grail of postage and a piece of American history. Back in my younger days, when I was, yes, a stamp collector, I was that much of a nerd, uh, this was something that to behold on, not that I'd ever have a chance to even see one. The rare stamp is known as Inverted Jenny, was stolen from a display case at a convention in 1955 and only located last March when an Irish man who had inherited bought uh inherited brought it in uh it, essentially it's a it's a it's a stamp that is the inverted jenny is the um, airplane that the wright brothers flew and the airplane is printed inverted in the stamp and it's been obviously that way forever making it a rare oddity because it's a bad stamp but people have are, have basically tracked with them for a while this one particularly like we said was stolen and has been missing for you know like 80 years so this is a big big deal on this one is two million dollars worth it for a stamp you can't actually send out well i'd say watch brewster's millions and you tell him you be the judge of that one next headline zahara jolie pitt i'm sure the jolie pitt part doesn't be said like that but joins historic black sorority appa kappa appa welcome to the family zahara jolie pitt one of brad pitt and and angelina jolie's adopted daughters Zahara is now an 18-year-old in college, and she has officially uh, stepped across the line to become a part of Appa Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated at Spelman. She yelled, my name is Zahara Marley Jolie Pitt, and declared she hails from Los Angeles as the crowd cheers on. Of course, some love to AKAs. The sorority was founded in 1908 on the campus of Howard University and includes more than 1,064 chapters and more than 355,000 initiated members. Uh, so none of them in my family. Um, just as a thing, you know, just, just as a side thing, not a Greek basically Greek agnostic, but proud for uh, those who uh, went through the process, probably those who uh, hack and call themselves brothers and sisters in these sororities and societies, and, you know, happy for them. Me? Eh, not my thing. And finally, Sammy Hagar is inviting arch nemesis David Lee Roth to join an upcoming tour. Sammy Hagar is going on tour. It's called The Best of All Worlds. On starts on Tuesday, apparently. And um, he's extended an invitation to both David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen to join the band that he's while he's playing. Now, Alex Van Halen, not necessarily his enemy, but David Lee Roth, the guy he replaced in Van Halen. They've been going back and forth at it, sometimes in jest, sometimes in like near bloodshed uh, for the years that have passed. Uh, so uh, basically, Hagar has basically asked any musician that's in town where he's touring to show up and be on stage and he'll jam with them because he's Sammy Hagar. He's that guy. But the big news is he wants Dave Lee Roth to hit a couple spots saying, hey, let's do this. You know, come on, MFR, let's do this thing. Let's be bad boys. Let's show the world how rock really works. If you can get a chance to see Hagar and Dave Lee Roth shows up that night, I bet it's going to be a crazy ride for the evening. 
In our apologies, errors, and omissions, this is a chance to talk about very quickly a story that's out of the top eight we pulled so we can get a little piece and things that are important for you to look up and have a little bit of knowledge on this one. The appeals court has temporarily lifted t Trump's gag order in civil fraud case. This is for New York City. So the gag order that goes back and forth and back and forth has been lifted. Trump can now say more things about his civil fraud case, that's the money case in New York City, uh, than he could a week ago what he could a week prior that he could a week ago. This is because every time he says something, it's basically bashing someone who has something to do with the court case. And it's not just the judge and not just the prosecutors. It's various people who have to have to deal with their lives going forward. People who aren't on the front lines, people who are from collateral damage because Trump bashes everybody. We've seen this in many other cases. And basically, anytime he throws a name out at somebody else, uh, people do the bad things where, you know, you don't know why they make uh, threatening phone calls. But all of a sudden, they get brave enough to call you and say they're going to kill you because some famous person who can defend themselves are being defended by people who really are scum. That's happening. Keep up with that one because it's going to keep going. That trial should be wrapping up in about a month. But he has, of course, four other ones that are federal ones to deal with including that whole election thing as well. Let's go to our teaser story right here. And this is a teaser that I really, 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 really didn't necessarily want to get into. But we're going to go here if, that is if, you need a story worthy of chatting up. So first, how do stories get into the feeds? I put them there. Every 50 minutes, I put a news headline from various different sources. How do stories get out of the feeds and into the newscasts or into uh, the, the short videos? You engage in them, and that tells me that they're interesting enough to chat up in these things. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, or X. This is the conversationproject.com is on Facebook, and TH underscore conversation on X. As these stories get posted every 50 minutes, like them, love them, hate them, share them. Just engage in them. Literally, just engage in the headlines. Read the story links as well. I mean, actually read the stories. That's kind of important. The more engagement you get from a story, the better chance you have of talking about this. Now, today is Friday, so what we're doing is setting up for Monday's show. We'll have 10 stories in Monday's show from the engagement of the top 30 stories from over 90 stories for the weekend. Today, tomorrow, Sunday, and a little bit of Monday, we cut it off about 4.30, 5 o'clock before we pull the numbers to go from there. Here is the deal. Are we talking about Frozen 4? Frozen 4 in development at Disney, confirms Bob Iger. Bob Iger's in charge, so his Frozen 4 is coming. We believe him. But did we sleep on Frozen 3? If you want to chat this one up, engage in this story, and we'll go to that. We're not even going to jump into that one. So if you want to talk about it, let me know. Make this a top 30 story for the weekend, and we will definitely talk about Frozen's 1, 2. That third one that actually didn't happen yet, and the fourth one that's coming. Because Disney doesn't need more Marvel, more Star Wars. They need more Elsa and Anna. And a little Olaf as well, apparently. Now, our spotlight sponsor for the day is AppSumo. We're bringing it up now because you want to get in on AppSumo right now because they are opening the doors early for Black Friday deals. Black Friday is a big thing all over the place. And Black Friday kind of lasts the whole month of November now because of cyber deals and the lack of shopping on in, in stores on Fridays after Thanksgiving because it's not necessarily needed these days with all this cyber stuff online and things before and after. Here's the deal. 
AppSumo is a place where you can get great deals on software for your business, for your productivity, for your life. And AppSumo has great deals on Black Friday, cutting things down even more. What you get from AppSumo is, oddly enough, deals that last literally forever. You can buy on AppSumo many, many deals from many software packages that are lifetime deals. I use many of these things that I bought in the last decade or so because it's been around about 10 years uh, that I'm still using today because I paid one price and they're still out there doing it doing the thing and that's what AppSumo was all about uh, if you're looking to get into a big uh, start on a, a new program a new project a new something and you don't want to pay the full price for the going rate of something on or if you're getting into something that's fairly new like AI there's so many different AI platforms out there and yes chat GPT is sort of the granddaddy big leader of them all but you want something that's a little less powerful but still going to get the job done and cost a little less uh, there's plenty of various AI editors AI proofreaders AI things AI picture things out there uh, going forward I'm looking for this season to buy a new uh, package to replace the one I used before. I'm not going to call them about name because they've been great, but the price has gone up and some of the offerings have not been so great. So I can get something hopefully a little bit better, a little bit easier to use and a whole lot cheaper, maybe with a lifetime deal from AppSumo. So I'm looking for things that will give me some audio and some video um, things and some pictures, uh, all those things like that. I'm looking through AppSumo to see if they can take care of me because now's the time to jump to someone else. They always have some. We'll see if the right one's there for me right now. You can see for yourself, and right now, a Black Friday deals are also there, so check it out. Go to our link. This is a conversationproject.com slash AppSumo. This is a conversationproject.com slash AppSumo, and get the link because we get a bit of commission from there. Tell Uncle Noah that Jay said hi. Uh, we love what they produce and you'll love them too. And they'll probably start pulling from your bank account fairly often. Once you find you love so much app sumo, the conversation project lives at this is a conversation project.com online. Find us for us, our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. We have things on that. The links to work we found in both video and audio and newsletter form everywhere on the internet. And of course, uh, email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Let me know what big things I should do or small things I should do to tweak what we're having to produce for you in these things here. Of course, uh, starting on sometime early tomorrow, we'll work on the weekend shows because it's the weekend. We'll give you the weekly wrap up, the top 10 stories of the week, pure numbers. I don't get the chance to pick and choose any of the vetting. It's vetted by you straight up by what your engagement numbers are. So it's exactly what you said you want to talk about. And ironically, exactly what you don't say you want to talk about with the almost relevant story of the week and the story of the, and, and the um, story of the week uh, podcast as well with that one. Uh, go to our website, check us out, see, learn about all the things we want there. Also visit our sponsors and partners page and see if there's ways that we can group up to work together uh, on those ways as well. Let's get things wrapped up with the fun stuff for today. Today is set, as I said, actually it is the um, ninth, 17th, of November and this is not the right slide so I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna go to the next slide but I'm still gonna tell you our big celebrations for the day because they're awesome we are going to celebrate our love for um, we're gonna celebrate our love for RuPaul who's 63 years old today actually we're gonna also celebrate Daisy Fuentes we're gonna go to Daisy Fuentes anyway 57 years old because the greatest thing she ever did um, you know on top of just being an awesome MTV uh, VJ was you know marrying Richard Marks which of course made him pretty happy and did great things for him. Uh, but RuPaul was going to be our, our, our big thing. She's actually in the teasers because 
we're out of letters when we put Sean, Diddy Combs, and Carissa Thompson. So we had to make something some shorter. So RuPaul had to cut there. Since we're doing all three, let's give Rachel McAdams her love as well on 45 years on today. Today's big history lesson is the fact that on this day in 2004, Kmart announced it was buying Sears and Roebuck Company for $11 billion. Kmart, which was failing, Sears, which was really failing, Kmart bought out Sears to make it a large conglomerate. The whole thing was dead five years later. I bought a bunch of Kmart stock because of that. Or actually, I bought some Sears stock. Um, it transferred over, bought some more Kmart stock, and yeah, have nothing to show for it. So as I say when I do my advertisements for Robinhood, investments may lose money. That one lost everything. Also, today we're going to celebrate Baklava Day, and no one really knows where it comes from. Many believe it's Turkish in origin, and Central Asian nations came up with it because basically Turkish and Greeks and folks in those areas essentially pull it. The Greeks are very, very uh, big into baklava, but the first time the word appeared in English was 1650, the word baklava itself. And so it's traveled the world quite some times. A sweet and flaky pastry with layers of texture and flavor created between sheets of phyllo pastry filled with chopped nuts and drizzled with syrup and honey. Baklava, very awesome. Baklava, oddly enough, makes me think of my uh, good friend Gary, who used to work with in radio. Um, who, who um, it's, it's, a, it's a great story. You can read about it in something I've done or something consumer because it's a person that we lost that I worked with that I was very, very, very cl uh, close to, even if he wanted to not be close to anybody, he was kind of that guy. Uh, but baklava makes me think of that. And today is a great day to find some baklava, authentic or store-bought, whatever. It's yummy. It's tasty. It's great. We're done. We survived the wrong uh, slate there. We survived um, kind of rumbling there. We survived a big, pretty weird and kind of some ways not bad disturbing but disturbing week of things not working out so well guess what sometimes the disaster is what makes you find out exactly who you are and we found out that we could persevere through a lot of things thank you so much for helping us be with us for all the things we persevere through including uh, a lot of weird sort of burping and a lot of weird sort of weird sounds and noises and sometimes the equipment not working this week thank you for all for that Thank you for stopping by the feeds and giving me the words to talk about because I can't pick the stories unless you pick them first. Thank you for stopping by and being a partner for helping us get things done in the background as well. And just thank you for stopping by wherever you were, however you were. I did a short uh, uh, YouTube short the other day that was up and down real quick because I didn't expect it to pick up attention. We hit over 200,000 views on uh, YouTube and we have over 800 uh, subscribers. So we are so glad for all you folks who follow on YouTube and help us out there. We need more. So I've not asked this in a while, but share the videos, share the links, share the love so we can get a bit more bigger. Uh, if I can get this thing to a point where it takes better care of itself and then, of course, takes better care of, you know, my daughter and her braces, we can do more of these things. Let's see what we can do, do on those ends there. We're going to start bringing up as, you know, should be wrapping up on this Friday. Bring up more ways that you can um, help out and keep things going because this prog program, this project, survived a tornado, survived uh, kidney failure, survived near death this year. And so if it can survive all those things, uh, we should probably do a better job of trying to make it survive. And hopefully you can help me out with that. I'm going to wrap this up right now saying stay limber, stay hydrated, stay on task for all the grand things you're here to do, not just just, you know, facilitating this thing here and me but just to be there for all the folks that know and love you out there as well 
Love you, mean it. We're going to do this again um, tomorrow. We'll see the weekly wrap-up and the story of the week. And come Monday, 10 stories from the weekend in things you might not have heard.